All right, guys, this is a little quickie episode today. I'm excited to bring to you guys my recap from my most recent mastermind event that I attended. I know I recently shared with you guys my own live event experience where I was hosting, you know, a big in-person event. But in today's episode, I'm revealing with you a little bit of behind the curtains of my mastermind event that I'm a part of uh, with fellow seven-figure earners, about 20 of them. We all got together in Beverly Hills a couple of weeks ago, and I hope you enjoy the insights of this episode, um, really the insights of the trip, and I hope you guys find value in it. Hey friend, Melissa Hinault here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a former multiple six-figure executive corporate burnout feeling stuck in the life I built for myself. But using my corporate skills, I took to the internet and have built multiple six and seven figure businesses, showing others how they can build a life they love. Now on this podcast, I share stories of being an entrepreneur, a mom to my three amazing kids, and wife to my wonderful and supportive husband who supports all my wild and crazy dreams. My journey is taking grit and persistence and belief And believe me, I'm still a work in progress that you may witness in real time. Whether it's in our free Burnout to All Out Facebook community or inside my mastermind or even in my coaching programs or maybe just right here on the podcast, I'm laughing and I'm crying with you. I've become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap of faith and go all out and live out their dreams. Consider me your mentor in your head and on the go. So let's get started. Hey guys, happy Wednesday for those of you streaming live with me today. I am excited about this little mini podcast that I'm going to be doing with you guys today. And it's It's so fun. I'm actually going to be literally hopping on an airplane again tomorrow, headed to another mastermind event. It's very timely getting on a plane tomorrow because I'm actually going to be doing a little podcast episode today on four themes that I want to share with you from the last mastermind event that I went to. I just uh, maybe three weeks ago, maybe less, got back from my mastermind that I've invested in for myself. And that's what this episode is all about, is my insights from that trip. And what really spurred me recapping this is here I am, I'm getting on a plane again tomorrow to go to another event that's happened because I'm a part of a mastermind. I'm also going to be a guest speaker there. But where I want to go with this, first of all, is that, yeah, I actually pay for my friends. I will openly say that. I actually pay for my friends. I pay to get into the room very calculated with the right people, right? So before I get into the four themes that I want to share with you in a recap of spending time with 20 other seven-figure entrepreneurs a couple of weeks ago in Beverly Hills, before I recap for you the four things I, I experienced and observed, I want to take a step back and talk about why in the first place I even go to these things. Why did I go to Beverly Hills a couple of weeks ago and spend a couple of days with other seven-figure entrepreneurs? Why am I on an airplane tomorrow to spend time with other like-minded entrepreneurs? And here's the thing. And if you follow me, you've heard me say this before. A couple of things. There are 
I'll tell you four reasons that I invest. Number one, I always want to be the dumbest, brokest person in the room. When you walk into a room or you come to an event and everybody is putting you on a pedestal and asking you how you did it, you're no longer learning. You're no longer growing and you're no longer being stretched. The only thing that's happening is your ego is being stroked, right? And so I have learned over the last three years to strategically get into rooms that make me feel uncomfortable to begin with. And if I can strategically get into rooms that make me feel uncomfortable when I walk in on day one, I know there's a lot of growth opportunity for me in that room. And I'm inspired by that room, right? And so I will consciously, cognizantly, and purposefully always look to be in rooms where I want to be able to contribute for sure, but I also want to be able to stretch and grow and be inspired by the people in the room. So four things. Number one was why invest is because I I want to be the dumbest, brokest person in the room because that helps me grow. Number two is you are the reflection of the six people you spend the most time with. I know that many of you guys have heard this before, that you are the reflection of the six people you spend the most time with. The key is you adopt the same values of the people you spend the most time with. You actually adopt the same mannerisms, the same behaviors, the same thought process, right? And a similar energetic exchange, okay? There's a similar energetic exchange with the people that you spend the most time with. You begin to mirror that energy, right? So I just came off of a nine-day launch and I had so many people say, oh my gosh, like half the people I think joined our program just because of my energy, right? They're like, I need that energy. I want that energy, right? They're very in tune and aware that they want to invest in that energy. They want that energy to impact their energy, bring up their vibe, how they're showing up and being inspired, right? The other thing is, You know, when we talk about the reflection of the six people you spend the most time with, number one is that energetic exchange, but also you actually begin seeing yourself as the people who are closest to you see you. I want you to let that set in, okay? Let that set in. Your perception of self is actually a reflection of the perception of the people closest to you. So if you're spending your days around people who don't want to see you grow or they're in a stuck mindset and don't want you to leave them behind or can't really understand the journey you're on, maybe you're a little more risk adverse and adventurous and you want to go bet on yourself and do these things. But the people you surround yourself with are like, I don't know, like, isn't that super risky? Like, you're safer here right? Are you sure that's a good idea? And my point is when you're in the midst of growth and you're in the midst of evolving, there are some people who are going to evolve with you. There are some people who are going to evolve with you, but there's going to be others who can't handle your change. And if you stay submerged in a cohort or group of people who are stuck in a certain place, They're going to see you and perceive you as being stuck or in that space and not see you as the growth opportunity and where you're headed. And their lens, if you're spending a lot of time with them, their lens of you reflects onto you and you perceive yourself that way. So just let that set in, right? 
The other thing is I'm also more apt to try new things when I'm around six people who are adventurous and two steps ahead of me and inspiring me. And I'm seeing it that it's possible, right? Instead of being in a silo or amongst a group of people who can't even fathom the goals and the achievements and the places that you want to go, right? And then lastly, and in, in the reflection of the people you spend your time with, those six people, are they bringing value to you and helping you grow, right? Like what I love about my masterminds that I'm a part of is the advisory and the advice and the mentorship, even within the community, because we all have different expertise. I help a lot of my mastermind members with their LinkedIn and lead gen. I help a lot of mastermind members with, you know, our launch process. We've, we've actually hit six figures in five of our six launches this year. And I will like give us a huge shout out for that. Like we've got it all dialed in, right? It is not something that comes innately. It's, it's a strategy and I'm able to help talk through. I've actually attended some other mastermind members groups and talk about our own launch strategy and how and why it works so well, right? But investing in being in the room with people like that allows you to share the intellectual property that you each have, right? And helps you grow, right? So what are the closest relationships that you're in right now? And are they bringing value to you? Now, this doesn't mean you have to throw out your old friends. I'm just always looking for new ones, right? Does that make sense? I'm always looking for new ones that can take my ceiling and make it my freaking floor and also can see the potential in me, maybe even more than I can, right? The other reason I invest in masterminds is because I'm not alone. It can be lonely. It can be absolutely lonely being an entrepreneur working from home in a silo. So that I found my business bestie through a mastermind. And then the other thing is what I've noticed, and I noticed this coming into my mastermind in Beverly Hills, and, and we'll get to this in a minute, is that we join masterminds for different reasons, for different seasons, right? Sometimes in the beginning of a mastermind, you know, some of us join for we're stuck and we need that momentum. We need the energetic exchange. We need inspiration, right? And I guess where I want to go with this is that we're all as entrepreneurs in the same storm. We're all in the same storm, but some are in a moment in their business of wild success and they're joining the mastermind to get continued support and coaching and additional wind in their sales, right? Other people are joining in that storm and it's a difficult time. I know at the beginning of this past year, I was in a difficult space that I needed to make some radical changes in my health and the way I was operating, right? I was in a dark season. And when I came in, there were people who were at the peak who had had record high years and just doing amazing, right? Now, what I found is when I came back at the end of the year, let me tell you this, when I came at the beginning of the year to this mastermind, I was intimidated. I felt really small. I felt like the dumbest, brokest person in the room. And I was like, ah, I know this feeling and it's amazing. I'm scared and I'm terrified in a good way. There's so much growth that's about to happen, right? And I was also in a dark place in my business and life, right? And health. And Fast forward to checking in and being accountable to where we are based off our goals this year in the mastermind. I got to stand in front of my peers and share that I was the healthiest, wealthiest, and happiest I'd been in probably over a decade. And it was through focused attention and intention throughout the year 
and committing to those things. But my point is, and I want you guys to think about this. When I came in, I wasn't healthy. When I came in, I was incredibly stressed. And I was also at a place of a wall kicking moment in transition in my business. And less than a year, I was in a completely different place. And it was my turn to be the positive energetic push for some of the other people in my mastermind, especially the ones in real estate. They came in at the beginning of the year. They were crushing it. Their numbers were amazing. They'd had one of them had had a $300,000 cash net, like net cash day, biggest day ever, right? We came back at the end of the year. Some of my real estate colleagues were just like, right? The market. But I was able to give what I was able to receive from them at the beginning of the year. And I hope that makes sense. We have different reasons that we come into masterminds. Okay, so that's my inroad to this conversation. What I wanna share with you guys today actually are the four things I noticed when I was in Beverly Hills, okay? Three weeks ago at my mastermind. Number one, being super rich isn't out of reach, okay? What I loved is that we were submerged in the Beverly Hills Hotel in the heart of Beverly Hills. You guys know I'm a runner. So of course I went for runs in the morning. And when you submerge yourself in the super rich, they're no longer on the outside as something unattainable. I was living and breathing, sharing the gym with them, ordering $25 smoothies with them, right? But, you know, it stretched me financially for sure to be in that hotel. And my mentor did that on purpose, right? He did that on purpose. I was sitting amongst some of the wealthiest people in the US, was seeing Ferrari SUVs pull up and Porsches and all the things. And this is just run of the mill for these people. There are schoolgirls at the bus stop, literally in front of the hotel, just like my kids in the morning when I went for a run. People are sitting out, drinking their coffee, walking their dogs, just like we do in the neighborhood. And the all that could register in my brain was that these people are no different than me. These people are no different than me. They just went after their goals and their dreams and doubled down and freaking did the do. And they live in the wealthiest zip code on the planet, right? They can afford this amazing weather, but it is attainable. It is attainable, right? So that was the number one thing that I learned being in Beverly Hills and submerging myself in that community and walking past Al Pacino and being submerged with all these wealthy, famous people was these are just regular people. They're just, they're literally just like me. They just went after it. They just went after it, right? Number two, we did a case study where we actually went and toured Disney, which was really fun. And there were three things that I noticed when we went to Disney. See, Walt Disney had a vision and our mentor gave us this book that Walt Disney wrote, told the story of his vision as an entrepreneur. And I mean, we know the rest of the story, right? But we actually went to Disney to tour and take in all it with the senses of this business model and experience for people to come to Disney. and. There's three things I noticed. And number one was, and this is something we discussed, was how can we bring the magic back into our business? This was one of the things that our mentor, Chris Harder, you know, prompted us to notice while we were in Disney. Like, how can we bring the magic back? As we walked through, you know, the things that we noticed were just that Disney did such a great job of being two steps ahead of what every client, right? Every amusement park attendee needs, wants, in order to make it such a delightful 
experience, right? They're making it a delightful experience for us at every aspect. Even if you had to wait in line for two hours, right? For a ride, it didn't seem that way because it was such an experience going through the line, right? There was little videos and there was all kinds of animation. And it was like going through the line itself was an experience. And they'd thought about that in advance. And it got me thinking, how can we make it more of an experience for our clients, right? I doubled down and thought, how can we cater to the senses and make us even stand out more beyond even driving results for our clients? How can we make them feel special? I immediately got home and went to work creating curated little welcome boxes for our newest clients who've just come into our academy. My house manager's putting them together right now. We have formatted and made beautiful graduation certificates as an exit for our clients who are also getting our newest book that I published as a best-selling author. It's the little touches that make you memorable, but also make your client feel special, right? The other thing I noticed while I was in Disney is that the money that Disney made is not just the ticket that people pay to get into Disney. That's just the price for entry. Where Disney makes all of its money is inside the park. Okay, let that settle in for just a second. You've already got a retainer of clients that are already there. How much time are you spending outside of Disney, outside your business, looking for new clients versus how can you double down and add more to the clients you already have? Because that is where Disney has crushed it, right? They make all their money once people are inside. So for me personally, my team and I are making a new major focus on, you know, our internal offerings for the clients we've already attained inside of our agency, inside of our business basics accelerator, inside of our mastermind, right? How and what can we do to retain our clients and keep them there forever? Because selling them something new that brings tremendous value and moves the needle in their business is a lot easier than selling to a complete cold market, right? Okay. So the next thing I learned is that waiting in a two-hour line at a park is not miserable when you have great company. I had so many phenomenal conversations with my mastermind members. We're always so busy doing that there's not just like time to chill and have conversation, right? As adults and as entrepreneurs, imagine being in a think tank of 27-figure entrepreneurs standing in line for two hours with nothing else to do, but talk about business and network and mastermind, right? We made the best of it. It was incredible. All right. So number one that I learned in my mastermind was being super rich isn't out of reach. Number two is that you need to sell to your internal clients more like Disney does. The third thing I noticed in my mastermind event, we had a lot of incredibly successful keynote speakers. We had the CEO of Boss Babe Co. We had uh, Lewis Hauser, Rohan Schaff, who's like number one Facebook ads manager in North America, like incredible people, right? And what I will tell you that was the common thread amongst all of them was that they're constantly investing in their mental and emotional health. And I've done podcasts on this before, but the reality is entrepreneurs who succeed are well aware that at every level of growth, our nervous systems are challenged. And these guys are constantly working on their mental and emotional health. One of the things Lewis Howell said is that inner peace is the highest currency 
Inner peace is the highest currency where we must heal along the way. One of the things he said is that we cannot create something magical from a place of significant stress. And I talk about this all the time. I'm not going to go into the weeds with it right now, but knowing that he spends eight hours a week in an intensive and working on his mental state and his mental health just seals the deal for me that it's a, it's a priority as an entrepreneur because we're constantly growing and challenging and in unknown fields, right? If we're scaling our business, we're always in uncharted territory. How are we regulating our nervous system? Danielle from Boss Babe Co., she and her business partner have a therapist. Yes, a business therapist that they meet with together to have a third party to facilitate some discussion. Another keynote speaker talked about cryotherapy and what a tremendous job it had done for his health and his nervous system. So the bottom line is these incredibly successful entrepreneurs that I met treat their mental and physical health as an important asset, as important as their business strategy, right? I loved it. I loved it. Okay. The fourth thing I learned in this live event at my mastermind down in um, Beverly Hills is that they had some major insights around personal branding. And you guys have heard me talk about this at nauseum if you're inside my communities where I coach. But each one of them hit on this. But Danielle from Boss Babe Co. really hit on it. And so did Lewis Howes. But personal branding is real estate. If you are launching businesses without owning a personal brand, you are creating tremendous extra work for yourself when you need to pivot or shift or make another offer. You're never starting from zero if you lead with your personal brand because you'll always have your personal brand to pivot on when you make the pivot. And I want that to sink in. We coach to this a lot inside of our academy with personal branding and marketing on LinkedIn. You can create business pages, but you must have a personal brand. You must have a personal page. Lewis Howe said two-thirds of people Purchase more from people, from CEOs and owners who have a personal brand because there's more trust. There's more relatedness, right? You always have a foundation to build on if you lead with your personal brand, right? What I love that Danielle talked about is she said you should have your personal brand and then you have, she said, your semi-detached houses that are attached to your personal brand. So your semi-detached houses are your businesses. So those of you who are big on Instagram, you know, you have individual IG pages that are your business, but you still have your personal brand, right? You still have your personal brand. And the other thing that I, that really rang true to me that I heard from these experts was when it comes to marketing, go an inch wide and a mile deep especially when you're new and you're first getting started. It's so easy to say. And we did this on a coaching call I had just yesterday with some clients. They were like, I can do this and I can do this and I have this to offer and I have this to offer. And when you looked at their profile, you're like, oh my God, like your audience is so confused about how they can work with you. You need to start with being super niche and go an inch wide and a mile deep and get really damn good at it and create momentum and be known for that flagship. After you've gone a mile deep and you've created massive revenue for yourself, then you earn the right to fold in your additional semi-detached houses, your additional services, additional offerings 
to an expanded client base, right? Oh my gosh. I loved this live event that I went to and I love my mastermind cohort and all that they've done to inspire me and uplift me throughout this year. And I've really, I really enjoyed coming full circle and coming back a healthier, wealthier, happier human to contribute back to the community with my own personal evolution. And I'm so excited. I've actually recommitted to this mastermind again, because I grew so much and the network that I know that comes into this mastermind is bar none incredible and will grow me next year. So with that, let me recap for you guys. In summary, this mastermind event that I went to, being super rich is not out of reach. Go submerge yourself in some wealthy communities and just observe and it'll help you realize you're no different. You're no different, right? Also the case study around Disney, keep the earned client as long as you can. It's much easier than chasing new ones. Number three, the most successful entrepreneurs know that their inner work is an ongoing maintenance because at every level, we're dysregulating our nervous system and how are we nurturing it? How are we taking care of it? And number four, your personal brand, my friend, is your number one asset, major real estate that'll keep you from having to start from zero every time. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're streaming live and you're looking for a community, know that we're actually, over this month, we're gonna have two different webinars where you guys can take a look at our mini mastermind, the Business Basic Accelerator. So keep your eyes peeled. If you're not on my email list, definitely come hang out with me at burnouttoallout.co. Come to my website, join my email list so you can get incredible updates. And with that, I'm signing off and looking forward to hopping on a plane and seeing my business bestie that I met in a mastermind and headed to a whole nother amazing event with entrepreneurs. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Dot co, or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out and make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode. <music>